Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. Airports, a place where aircrafts take off and land, transporting passengers and cargo to destinations around the globe. Over time, airports have evolved from a simple grass field to complex mega-hubs that mirror the change in aviation technology and transportation. One of the largest hubs, the Denver International Airport, is shrouded in conspiracy and thought to be a front for a larger and more sinister purpose. Today, we will look into these claims and go over the evidence for and against each. So let's dive in and see what we can find out. You're listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch Podcast. Home of all things cryptic, creepy, and mysterious. I'm Josh. I continue to be lying. <laughs> You're laughing at your voice. <laughs> and each week we'll present <laughs> to you a look into the mysterious, unexplained world around us. From odd creatures creatures and unexplained beings <laughs> to otherworldly encounters and visitors from the beyond. <clears throat> Whether you're a skeptic, a believer, or you're just curious, no worries, we've got you covered. (laughs) So join us as we explore the mysteries of our universe. France, 1909. The Toulouse (laughs) Boy... What? I just love the hard pivot to the right (laughs) from Denver International Airport to France, 1909. (laughs) We're starting with airport facts, You got it. You you got it. You know, yeah. it's like both facts. Right shit around. facts about shit facts, but this is plain facts about plain facts. Plain <laughs> facts about plain facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, France, 1909. The Toulouse Blognac Airport in France. I butchered that. I, I forgot, like, language. fucking hour ago when we did that. It's all right. French is a hard uh, language anyway. And it was created by Blériot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blario. Blario. Was the first airport ever established. And then on 19, May 17th, 1924, the first American airport opened its doors at Minefield near L.A. In a minefield? <laughs> Minefield. These guys are dangerous. <laughs> you know, you got to add a little spark to your fucking flight. In 1928, it moved to its current location and became known as Los Angeles International Airport, or LAX. Prior to World War II, most airports were small grass runways located close to the city centers, but the arrival of the heavier and faster aircraft in the late 1930s required longer and paved runways and more spacious terminals and hangars. World War II was cause. Uh-uh. World War II also caused the need for a <laughs> development of airports for military purposes, such as air bases and bomber fields, which were converted to civilian use after World War II to accommodate the growing demand for air travel. Now, the 1950s saw another revolution in air aeronautics and airport design and operations with the introduction of the jet. Jets could fly fast. I went, like, off script and tried. It didn't make sense. Sorry. Eh, The 1950s saw another revolution in airport design and operation with the introduction of the jet. Jets could fly faster, farther, and higher than its predecessor, but also required a longer runway, more fuel, and more maintenance. Those new requirements forced airports to adopt and build longer and stronger runways, larger and more efficient terminals, and more sophisticated facilities to accommodate these 
newfangled jets. You know who came up with the jets? Ah, <clears throat> uh, no, who? The Luftwaffe and the Nazis. Say that name again. Say it one more goddamn <laughs> time. <laughs> you say Luftwaffen? Luftwaffen. That was the... Luftwaffen? Luftwaffen. That was the... Luftwaffen. Yeah, that was the um, Nazi Air Force. Luftwaffen. I'm trying to remember what the jet was called. The Luftwaffen jet. The Luftwaffen. The Messerschmitt. Yep, duh. Oh, the old Messerschmitt. Close. (laughs) Did it... Did did, did it... The increase in air traffic brought on new challenges... For airports, as they now had to deal with more congestion, noise, pollution, and safety issues. List one. Because of this, some airports adopted the hub-and-spoke model. Now, the hub-and-spoke model is where large airports serve as a central point for connecting flights to smaller airports. Hub and spoke. Boom. Today, airports are among the most complex human-made environment environments that serve millions of passengers a day. This requires airports to use more advanced and integrated systems for check-ins, baggage handling, security screening, boarding, communication, on, uh, and ground control, yada, yada, list number two. One of the more impressive airports in modern day is that of the Denver International Airport. Now, the Denver International Airport is an amazing feat of engineering. It is the largest airport in the Western Hemisphere and the second largest on Earth as of today, only behind the King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. One of its runways, we're back to the Denver International Airport, one of its runways stretches a staggering 16,000 feet long, which is almost three miles long. And it, I mean, it's so immaculate that it gets me a little choked up there. 16R34L. What's up? 16R34L. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were just shooting numbers. Every <laughs> One, two, three, buckle my shoe. I don't know. Um, and is the longest public use runway in North America and the seventh longest on Earth. That means there's six runways longer than three fucking miles. Yeah. Uh, you know what number one is? Is the runway from Fast 6. <laughs> Seriously? No. Ser- seriously. You remember that I'm one? Jumping, that, I, I, no, that one legitimately is one of the longer <coughs> ones. But remember, they... I don't know if you ever saw, like, they did the calculations with how fast that plane and them were traveling and how long that scene went for. That that runway had to be, like, 25 miles long or something <laughs> like that. I did not see that. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's fast and furious. Everything's more exaggerated. Yes. To lose. <clears throat> the Denver International Airport employs 35,000 employees and is the largest employer in the state of Colorado. The airport basically doubles as an art gallery with paintings, murals, sculptures, and illustrations throughout the airport. It is also, no, it also has three outdoor patios for travelers to enjoy. Some of them have pet relief areas if you have pets that travel. Um, Sponsored by Denver International Airport. Might as well. We're doing a whole ad for them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, planes. Uh, the Denver National Air, Denver International Airport is surrounded by conspiracy, which come from a collection of claims and speculations that suggest the airport is hiding some secrets, such as connections to the Illuminati and the New World Order and the apocalypse. Now, twice the size of the city of Manhattan is the Denver Air- International Airport. The DIA 
opened its doors. That's Denver National Airport. We're just going with DIA from here on out. I'm glad you did that too. Yeah. (laughs) Going with DIA, it's much easier. The DIA opened its doors in 1995, a year later than expected and way over budget. It has six runways, which, when viewed from above, form a shape that resembles that of a fascist symbol. In the southern terminal, there is a granite capestone that contains a time capsule that is supposed supposed to be opened in, 19, uh, not 1994, sorry, 2094. That would have gone backwards a couple of years. The capstone is uh, made of granite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought you were correcting me. That's what I said. You said capestone. <laughs> oh, did I say capestone? Yeah. I didn't mean to say capestone. Okay. The capstone contains some controversial symbols and inscriptions with a name that doesn't seem to exist anywhere else in the world. Uh, The airport features several large murals depicting a variety of scenes from peace and harmony to that of war and death. And outside the airport stands a 32-foot-tall sculpture of a blue Mustang with glowing red eyes. But the statue's menacing appearance isn't the only thing weird about it as a tragic accident adds to its menacing presence. All right, perception. Ha! Some people think that the extra time and resources that it took to build the DIA were used to construct underground bunkers and tunnels for another purpose. On February 28, 1995, the Denver International Airport opened its doors for public use. Travelers from near and far would soon be walking and running the premises to catch their flight or to stop the airport bar to cope with their fear of flying. The new airport was built as a replacement for the old Stapleton International Airport, named after future country star Chris Stapleton, and was seen and built to be a massive was seen and built to be a massive upgrade. Holding the title largest airport in the US by area at fifty three square miles, the DIA is a booming massive airport. Immediately after the doors opened to the public, people started to connect some dots and take notice of some highly unusual imagery and activity that surrounded Bingo. Brand new airport. Did you get it across once, twice? Oh, I got a full square. Perfect. That's the hard one. (laughs) Immediately after the doors opened to the public, I said all of that. Double bingo. (laughs) Uh, To start, the construction project was reportedly a full year behind schedule and cost a whopping $2 billion more than the original budget. Now, anyone who lives in the U.S. is no stranger to timelines being off and as I, someone who works in the trades, am very familiar with the budget and timetable issues. But an extra year and an extra $2 billion is odd. That's basically double the budget. Yeah. Not and basically. It, it was double the budget. Yes. Which, <clears throat> odd. That's a bit much. And a bit naughty. You say naughty or nutty? <laughs> nutty. <laughs> it's a bit naughty. <laughs> well, yeah, you went over $2 billion, dude. naughty of them. Um, so you really wanted those gold toilets, though. <laughs> they really needed to have it. Spoiler I'm working on a custom house right now. Mm-hmm. and uh, Why is this a spoiler? Nobody would know. Yeah, you're right. Working on a custom house right now. Toilets cost $1,500 each. Okay, what does it do? Uh, <coughs> heated seat and it has a bidet. And it needs a dedicated receptacle for the toilet. Okay, the heated seat and bidet. Still, what does it do that's $15,000? 1500 Oh, okay, 1500 But there's three of them in the entirety of the house. So each one's 1500 Correct. No, okay. Well, no. That's an expensive toilet. <laughs> no, like, I would think something like that would cost like $500. No. I think they're just bloating the price just to say, hey, we have a $1,500 toilet. <laughs> it's expensive. I got the cut sheets on it. It's expensive. It's 
fucked. I wouldn't spend $4,500 on the toilet. Uh, no, I wouldn't either. I'm just going to shit in it. But I like the heated seats because sometimes when you sit down. It is a bit night, nippy. It's like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> hey, come back out. You got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not every pee pee time is a poo poo time, but every poo poo time is a pee pee time. Wise words to live by. Uh, uh, hold on. Look at the camera. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> there you go. But nobody thought twice about the extra budget and timetable issues until rumors and reports of strange underground tunnels being built started to spread from the construction workers on the project. Hmm. While in truth and reality, there are in fact tunnels underneath the DIA. These tunnels house a tram and an intricate and sophisticated automated baggage system that, that runs beneath the airport and connects to all of the concourses. But... The costly last-minute addition of the automated baggage system was all for yes. I'm so sorry to interrupt. <clears throat> I just want to ask you a question. Yeah. The Luposo Luxury Smart Toilet with Warm Water Sprayer and Dryer, Foot Sensor Operation, Heated Bidet Seat, and Raised Tankless Toilet with LED Display. How mm. much do you think this costs? Sixty-four hundred. How much? Five hundred dollars. What? I told you, for the sake of saying we have a fifteen hundred dollar toilet, there was no way that cost that much. All right. As soon as I get back to work on Monday, I'm going to look at no, the no. cut sheet. I'm not saying. No, yeah, no. I'm saying yours might. It, they might legitimately be fifteen hundred. Yes, but I know they what didn't you're need that one. They, they did not know. I, but now I'm very curious as to which toilet model it is. Because <laughs> this one like does everything and, and then more. some. <laughs> LED light. You can, you can see when you piss in the dark now. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm about to buy one. <laughs> Sir, you live in an apartment. I don't care. I'm buying one. <laughs> I'm buying one, and it's just going to be my living Holy room Holy shit. Is that an LED screen? It is. It's got Where? an LED screen for your flusher. <laughs> what? Uh, water temperature, seat temperature, easy to clean. Oh, Jesus. This is like a fucking palace in the bathroom. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a... That's right, it did say there was an air dryer for your ass. What? Yeah. No more dingleberries. <laughs> three speed adjustable instant heat for. Uh, <laughs> ah, too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I'm sorry, please. I'm having I'm having a ball over here. <laughs> he likes, this guy likes toilets. I'm putting. Uh, add to cart. There we go. Uh, get rid of these toilets now. Go ahead. Um, okay, where was I? But the costly last minute addition of the automated baggage system was all for naught as it never worked properly immediately from the start. Shit. It was seen as a massive failure and the scapegoat for some of the budget and timetable issues. But by 2005, most of the concourses had completely abandoned the system altogether for its failure to ever actually work properly. So beneath the DIA, we have an official, on-the-books explanation with proof of the construction of these tunnels and their purpose. But we also learned that almost instantly these tunnels are worthless due to a shitty system. So was the baggage claim ever meant to work, or was it just a cover? It was just an excuse. Exactly. Because they were added in last minute. The whole design, the whole automated system. But immediately from the start, it apparently gloriously malfunctioned. I couldn't find the article. I didn't think it was super important about this baggage system. But apparently it malfunctioned gloriously (laughs) and caused a lot of issues. 
but uh, like from the literal start, and it was abandoned right away. Mm. So <clears throat> reports claim that the airport's tunnels are actually an elaborate system which connects to various other underground installations. But connect them to what? Is it just an un- is this just an underground transport hub, like an anti-airport? Mm. Eleven thirty, London. <laughs> Is good. Eleven thirty, eleven. Like at night or morning? Yeah, at night. Oh, an anti-airport. We love eleven thirty, eleven. Our eleven. <laughs> That's my favorite number. Eleven thirty, eleven. That's a tongue twister. It is one. <clears throat> is it? There is one. Below the thirty-five thousand acres of land which the airport is built atop, supposedly sits uh, sits six stories of underground bases. Mm. A whistleblower from the construction of the project claimed that amidst the vast network of tunnels, five multi-story buildings were built and then unexplainably buried beneath the airport. Baby! Other construction workers corroborated his claims, but no trace of these claims can be found on the internet other than those who remember the news of the time. Supposedly he said that they... You can wipe shit from the internet. You can. Supposedly he said that they constructed five of these six-story buildings Mm -hmm. and... They were built wrong, so instead of deconstructing them, they buried them under the airport. Huh. But it's weird, and then connected them all. So, And then he had a few other uh, construction workers corroborated it, but no mm. proof of it now. You only find proof if you Dig go it there. <laughs> you find the door that accesses them and see what the fuck's in there. Right. Um, and instantly get... Unalived. Unalived, yes. <laughs> you disappeared. If the airport really houses beneath it a massive underground facility the facility <laughs> the size of a small village <laughs> equipped <laughs> with <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Equipped with large scale structures and a sophisticated series of tunnels connecting the facilities to wherever they might lead, what is the ultimate agenda and reason for this? To answer that, we must look at the culprits of who might have funded and planned the construction of this secret installation. Ooh. We know from conspiracy theories that whether it's Satanism, the New World Order, the Illuminati, any of these usual suspects, for some reason, with literally no point, they like to hide little clues for us to find and uncover, like a little signature. It is most frequently seen in the Satanism aspect. Celebrities who supposedly sold their soul to the devil for fame are often outed as such by their sudden use of devilish imagery. With that being said, a lot of conspiracy theories use these little signatures as evidence as to the culprit behind their specific plots. I personally do not believe that this is true. Um, I think that a lot of these little signatures, I'm calling it, are Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, know, pareidolia when you, Mm -hmm. it's that, yes, but it's that, but. Except without face. Conspiracy theory, yes. Um. If yeah. if you're making this, if you have this highly secretive plot for something nefarious or whatever, you're not going to leave any little bit of evidence. I mean, I don't know right, if it's would like you? That wouldn't make sense. would you need a credit thing? But then again, like, or is that just like um, sticking your dick out and waving it around like, haha, look what I did and you can't prove it? Yeah, sure. The best like way a I taunting think of it. thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know like, why, but yeah. but it doesn't make sense. But Time and time again, these are always uh, cited as evidence and um, clues to who to blame. But the question is, is in this airport, there's a lot of shit. Like a that. lot, yes. So and when does, I don't know, maybe it's just the artistry they went with. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're going to look at some of these culprits. We're going to start with Masonic symbols. 
First, I want to call into question is a literal. The first signature I want to call into question is a literal signature. At the at the airport. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by stuttering. <laughs> You're listening to the. At the airport, there's a dedication capstone, which below it sits a time capsule that's said to be opened in 2094. Mm. The dedication capstone thanks the donors for the land, the politicians involved, and the date of construction, and most importantly, a massive Freemason square and compass symbol. A massive, the massive symbol sits above the name of who to thank for the airport, the New World Airport Commission. Who are they? They do not exist. There is no New World Airport Commission, so why the fuck is it engraved in there? And Did you ever find an explanation? Um, yeah, sort of. Um, Did they give any kind of, like, what was that? I can't remember if I wrote it at the end here. So we'll okay, get through right, it, and then sorry, from I'll what I you. briefly remember, okay. um, but there exists none. So we have a Freemason symbol as well as a link to another culprit, the New World Order. The time capsule was... Capsule itself seemingly boasts nothing nefarious, a credit card, a flag, a newspaper, and some other small things. But we know we won't know, but we won't know until 2094. Mm. The Freemason symbols on the dedication stone might just be because of their involvement in the project through small contributions or otherwise. But we know from history that they mark their involvement on projects of which they claim responsibility for or high involvement with. The New World Order is also very commonly associated with the Freemason Society, an idea which we will cover on a future episode on the New World Order, but the gist of most theories is that in the end of civilization, through whatever means, whether religious or self-inflicted, the Freemasons will rebuild the world with a new civilization and government births from the ashes and ushered in by the Freemasons. Like a phoenix. Yes. As well as the square and compass amidst the airport... I wrote that twice. I'm at the airport. I'm at the airport. <laughs> all of the other strange murals, arts, and sculptures, more Masonic imagery can be found hidden within all of the ones listed. Mm. All of the listed. Mm. Some of these symbols and imagery could also point the finger at some usual suspects, though not expected ones. Quick question. Yeah. Now, you said it's a compass and a... Square and compass. Square That's and their compass. Symbol. What do they represent? Do you know? I know we will do that episode someday, but... Square I really don't know, so I'm asking you. What is the square and compass are their t- uh, carpentry tools. Okay, got it. They're, they're masonry tools. Got um, it, okay. Square for right angles and a compass for yeah. ang- angles as well. Fuck the compass. But that's their, that, that one that you see like this all the time? Yes. That's it. Oh, okay, all right, I get you. I thought it was an umbrella. <laughs> oh, that's the Umbrella Academy, my bad. Oh, it's close. <laughs> close. I'll give you that one. There's seven of them. <laughs> Now let's look at some of the evidence that supports the idea that the DIA is a hub for extraterrestrial activities or contact. Some of the evidence that conspiracy for contact. (laughs) Good movie. I've never seen it. Some of the evidence that conspiracy theorists use to support the claim are the unusual or, oh yeah, are the unusual length of the runway. Just read your notes. It's cool. You don't have to play finish the sentence. The sexually charged nature of their runway. Oh, they're <laughs> long and hard. The alien-like gargoyles and the mural of the rainbow-colored alien. Now, one of the most common arguments that conspiracy theorists use to link DIA to extraterrestrials is the shape of the runway. Mm-hmm. They claim that the shape of the runway is a swastika, a symbol associated with Nazis and the occult. 
This suggests that it's, it, it, huh? They suggest that this is a sign of the secret Nazi or Illuminati agenda that involves aliens in the New World Order. Conspiracy theorists also argue that Deet, uh, I know it's Denver International Airport, but I keep the, the DIA <laughs> makes me want to say CIA, and I'm kind of struggling with this. Anyways, the DIA's runways are excessively long compared to the needs of conventional aircrafts. They suggest the length of these runways is intended to accommodate UFOs or other advanced aerial technology. Yeah, uh, yes, the things that are notably most famous for being able to take off in any direction at any point from anywhere, right. they need long runways. <laughs> you, you know, when you have a we fleet, caught la- them. <laughs> when you have a fleet landing, you need a long three mile runway. Okay, fucking Christ. Another is the presence of two alien-like gargoyles in the baggage claim area. It's claimed that these gargoyles are a representation of the reptilian aliens that are said to live in the previously mentioned underground tunnels Mm -hmm. beneath the airport. It also suggests that the gargoyles are a warning for a sinister forces, uh, warning of the sinister forces that control the airport and control the world. Now, question about these gargoyles? Of course, these these are the ones that are like crawling out of luggage suitcases, right? Uh, Yeah, two of them. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Like. They have, like, top hats on and shit. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of talk about them a little more later. But um, A third piece of evidence is that the rainbow-colored alien mural that is part of a larger mur- mural called Children of the World Dream of Peace. The mural is said to depict an alien invasion or a secret alien-human hybrid program. It also points to the uh, points out the other disturbing images in the mural, such as the soldier with a gas mask and a burning city, and children in coffins, as signs of dystopian future orchestrated by the aliens and their human collaborators. Is that why you asked if I read your notes? Because yes. the pictures earlier. Yeah. Because that's in my stuff. I, I know you're both going to cover it. That's I, fine. I tried not to get too involved. No, involved. you're good. <laughs> Too in depth. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> you're good. I just didn't know if that was why. I, I, now it makes sense why you're asking. Really. Yeah. Um, but you saved me getting the pictures because you happened there. So. I found them. Now, not everything is doom and gloom at the DIA. There's also some evidence that contradicts the theories of it being an alien hub. The shape of the runway can be explained by a more mundane factors. According to the airport's website, the runways are designed to allow simultaneous takeoffs and landings in any direction, regardless of wind condition. This increases the efficiency and safety of the airport's operation, as well as reduces noise and fuel consumption, because they're not flying around waiting. The airport also denies any intentional resemblance to a swastika stating that the shape of the runway is not unique to DIA and is used at the airport, used at other airports mm. around the world. As for the runway's length, major international airports typically have a runway or uh, have long runways to accommodate a long to accommodate a wide range of aircrafts, including large commercial jets, cargo planes, and military aircrafts. The gargoyles can be interpreted as a humorous and whimsical addition to the airport's whimsical. There we go, art collection. According to the artist Terry Allen, who has two names, you can never trust a man with two names. <laughs> the gargoyles are called Notre Denver, 
and are inspired by the gargoyles of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Paris. They are meant to be the keepers of the airport and to protect the travelers and their luggage from evil spirits. Mm. The airport also explains that the gargoyles are a nod to the airport's history and culture as they are made of bronze, a material that is prominent in Colorado's mining industry, and they wear cowboy hats to symbolize, uh, as a symbol of Western heritage. Yeehaw! Have you seen these, Gorga? <laughs> ah, Gorgonzola? <laughs> Denver International. Okay, so. Yeah, I've seen them. They're Airport. pretty interessante. Gar. Goyle. Well, I didn't really describe them, and I realized if, if you're not watching the video, you're not going to know. So there are two of them, and they're like... Uh, they both are in the same position as London, as you stated. They're coming out of little luggage bags, and they both are covering their ears. One of them is a human face sticking his tongue out with, looks like he has horns. The other has oh, uh, like an eagle beak, or maybe that's a chicken, with its tongue also out. Um, <laughs> of course, if you're watching the video, you're looking at him right now, but uh, it's pretty yeah, incredible. Pretty weird. <laughs> it's weird, but I can get why it would be a uh, just a humorous and whimsical addition. <laughs> whimsical. Now, on the other hand, the mural of the rainbow-colored alien can be seen as a tribute to the... Uh, I just went full Hunger Games right there, and I had to <laughs> refocus. As a tribute to the diversity of humanity and a message of hope and peace, according to the artist Leo Tenguma. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. Okay. The mural is based on the poem um, of a 14-year-old boy who died of AIDS. I will let Lennon get more in-depth into mm-hmm. all this in his section. So mm-hmm. uh, the mural, though, isn't the only piece of art that is stirring up a menacing, uh, not a menacing, stirring up menacing theories, though. What other pieces of art stir up some theories? Uh, well, artist Leo Tenguma. Yeah, good transition right into him. He painted a series of large murals in the airport's baggage claim, Children of the World Dream of Peace, and in peace and harmony with nature. These murals are some of the more popular ones cited by the theory surrounding the airport. While the names seem to suggest a depiction of hopeful, cheerful image, they look far more menacing and damning than at first glance. They sure do. One of the murals depicts distressed children standing over dead animals, a world burning in flames behind them, animals in glass boxes. Not a very friendly nor kind world. Another, de- oh, yeah, yeah. If you go to ADHD DSKS, I slowly was getting there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, so man. this is the first one, which, wait, why is it? Something's wrong with it. Hold on. <laughs> the, um, the one with the penguin and the whale? Yeah, but it's. Um, stretched out. There we go. Oh, I hate when they stretch them out. There you go. Now you can see the full thing. It's done properly now. Yep, I see it. I see it. So the first one depicts um, distressed shoulders standing over dead animals, a world burning in flames, and animals in glass boxes. Not a friendly nor kind world. Another depicts children being tormented and frightened by a menacing soldier with a gas mask wielding a gun in one hand and a sword in the other hand that is stabbing a white dove of peace. The backdrop, crumbled, destroyed buildings. Mm-hmm. The final in the series shows the children at all diff- of all different races and ethnicities, cheerful and happy, over the dead body of the soldier still clutching its rifle. These murals, as well as a couple others, are believed to be depictions of doomsday events. 
the gas mask soldier, and the lettering on the floor of AG and AU lead theorists to surmise that the doomsday depictions predict a biological warfare doomsday event. And the AG and AU are interpreted to be a strain of hepatitis and suggest that the true nature of the facilities underground, the facilities underground below, is for biological warfare. While in reality, Leo Tanguma's murals tell a story like all stories from start to finish. It begins with catastrophe and ends with triumph over the horrors of war and pollution, as was his intent from the beginning, he explained. The tragic depictions early on are the ones usually seen and cited without finishing the story. It's as, if, it's as if you showed someone the destruction of Alderaan and said, well, the galaxy gets destroyed by that Death Star thing forever. There's a trench run that still needs to happen. As That's for the, a Star Wars reference. It is. As for the AU and AG, those are just the periodic symbols for gold and silver, a nod to Colorado's mining history. With all of that being said, not to bash on an artist or his work, maybe <laughs> chill the fuck out on an airport mural. Right? Like, <laughs> like holy shit. <laughs> Maybe a next, bit much. Try doing like the Denver skyline. Not anything. Anything to do anything, with Denver. But good lord. Fucking Christ. Chill the fuck out. Um, All right. The world's burning. Animals are dying. We're having a chemical warfare. Crumbled. But there's a nice rainbow in the background. Of that one, though. Terrified. I really like the rainbow um, part of that one. Yeah, Anyways. And then, hey, look. Boom. There's a rainbow even again. Yeah. He loves his rainbows. Uh, yeah. They, chill the fuck out. I agree. Yep. Um, the airport looks like a swastika, but not really. Uh, the prime Mac Daddy, big bad bitch of the DIA conspiracy game, is none other than the 32-foot-tall, 9,000-pound blue horse statue called Mustang, or it's more commonly known by locals as... Yes. Uh, uh, the swastika thing. Yes. Um, I was just going to touch on that a little bit. Oh, go Did, for it. You just grew glass... That was your section, right? You just... Oh, yeah, I skipped it. Okay, all right. We had the exact um, same stuff. So, for the Swaska thing, part of the 2000... Stop looking at the camera. <laughs> part of the $2 billion renovation and the delay was some kind of issues with the uh, last-second changes to the runway. I heard, I, heard, I didn't hear it. I read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why it was... In, on a, it just it resembles a Swaska. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't part of the design. They just, it was an accident. Kind of. So yeah. what I, I was trying to say, I, I just yeah. couldn't speak it out. The, the problem with the old one was that the runways were running parallel with each other, and they were okay. super close together, which caused issues with the planes landing mm-hmm. um, and taking off, depending on winds and schedules. Right. Um, so to combat it, the runways at the new airport were methodically calculated and coordinated to provide the maximum efficiency in any circumstance for every flight and every use. Right. This calculation makes it all the more confusing that it was somehow overlooked that the runways seemed to form a swastika. But as you said, it... And as the airport mm-hmm. itself claims, it's in which also makes sense, is that they are facing in four different directions yep. to allow for any type of departure or landing and because you have of to, the wind. And you have to go back to the main hub, so you always are going to have a, a runway going towards the hub, so exactly. it just happens to be that way. Exactly. It's not, it's just, the truth is the design is just of the four directions of runways allows for the departures. It's, it's a merely a coincidence that it just happens to vaguely vaguely mm-hmm. resemble a swastika. Yeah. It's not even like a good swastika. It's just a close resemblance. Well, we got to find symbolism and everything, so. Symbolism. I, can't, I can never remember the word. Dystopian? No, that's, that's not different. the word. What is the word? You see faces and everything. Fair to it. Thank you. I never get that word right. Well, you got it for me earlier. I don't, yeah, but... 
Um, but back to the big bitch. All right, tell me about the Blue Devil. Statue's called Mustang, but it's commonly known by locals as Blucifer. Oh, that's right, Blucifer. Blucifer. The supposed cursed horse statue is a shade of blue that seems to strike the wrong chords, has menacing glowing red eyes and a wild, fierce face. The horse is in an upright, two-legged stance, kicking out its front legs. Commissioned and installed in 2008 at the airport, Blucifer's supposed curse began with its creation back in 2006 while the artist, Luis Jimenez, I hope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. was working on it, and a large section broke off, struck him, and severed an artery in his leg, killing him. Fuck. Some have attributed the horse with four horsemen of the apocalypse to continue with the overarching theme in the airport, and locals have voiced their concerns and pleaded for its removal, blaming either the curse or just the unnerving vibes it gives off because it it is definitely it is very menacing looking. It is, and it's definitely unnerving to look at. I, the problem I have with isn't the color of it or the angriness or what it's doing or anything. Why did you give it glowing red eyes? That's ah. the only thing I have a question for. Because the mm-hmm. artist's father worked with neon, so okay. it was an homage to him. Okay, pick a different color. <laughs> It might have I, helped. I liked, yeah. Not really, though. It, I mean, you can make the very, blue glowing eyes. Blue on blue. It still it's would stick out. It's just a very menacing statue. It is. It's an airport. People need to chill the fuck out. No, no. This airport has to have all the God. negative, terrible things. to uh, Minus the time capsule. Seriously. What's in the time capsule? Is it a fucking head? What's a in dead the box? Baby? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, the horse statue was envisioned by its creator to depict the wild spirit of the West and celebrate its history through the wild Mustang. The menacing Blucifer still guards the DIA to this day, despite protests from locals and those generally just getting fuck that vibes like yeah. we do from looking at it. And most everybody does. So everyone's been asking for it to get removed, and they're like, no, why the fuck are we going to remove it? But get the fuck out of there. Blucifer. I... I'm okay with the statue. I mean, maybe do a fucking chill one. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the statue, but I don't just because so, of the, the whole thing. Murals, those the one. Those two. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, um, the uh, I was reading the artist also did another horse statue for another for a, 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 a building. I can't remember what it was now, but anyway, it was a uh, a cowboy riding a blue uh, a blue horse, and it looks to be damn near the exact same blue horse. So it's just his style. Yes. But fuck. <laughs> it's Again, unfortunate style. not to shit on people's art or the artists, but know your audience. <laughs> I don't mean to shit on them. I'm just... Yeah. It's, a very it's an airport. good horse sculpture. It's an airport, though. But it's an airport. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at an art museum. Why, why so much art, by the way? Like, they, said, to- uh, they said they wanted to incorporate a large art museum into it. But right. an art gallery, I mean. But why? I don't know. All the That's... airports I've gone to in my recent travels, which was four, mm-hmm. they were all just like giant malls. Like, do that. Yeah, you walk through to your gate and you have a bunch of shit to buy. Food and stores and shit like that. I can't remember what one it was that I went to, but it was like a straight-up huge mall, and it was mm-hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. Took my mind off of my anxiety for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I like Atlanta. I think you went to Atlanta because you were texting me a lot about Atlanta and what to do. I, what I did? I uh, remember now. Not a lot. You went to Philadelphia because that's where you got stuck. But 
was pretty sure Atlanta. No, New York. Okay. Who the fuck was texting me about Atlanta then? Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I like Atlanta's. Uh, Orlando's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, New York, Philly, and Cancun. Cancun was pretty dope. That was a giant, like, Spanish-Mexican mall. That was cool. See, I don't remember, because when we went, got off, went to, when we, when I went, went to baggage, not baggage, fuck me. No thanks. Just trying to say, I was trying to leave and go find the exit. That's basically it after customs. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see much. Mm-hmm. Other than, hey, come here, come here, come check this out. I'm trying to sell me a fucking trip. I had a lot of that, too. Yeah. It's like, where's the rental car place? Come here, I'll tell you, man. Oh, all right. Liar! <laughs> oh, they fucking were. I'm just sitting there like, it dawned on me like five minutes after. I was like, you son of a bitch. And I'm too you nice to be like, I was here for the car, not you. Anyways. <laughs> uh, it's talkie-talkie time. It's talkie-talkie time. Let's do the talkie-talkie. Do we need to do so, a music for talkie-talkie? We just nah, do talkie-talkie. Just do talkie-talkie. All right. Um. In your dojo, I go first. In talkie-talkie time. No, no, that's final thoughts. We're doing talkie-talkie time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yes. Uh, thoughts? I think it's a lot of poor choices mixed with uh, some credible possible weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you're going to hide an underground base, maybe don't do it underneath an airport where you're building, underneath your construction of an airport where you're going to, have a massive job site with literally hundreds of workers who mm-hmm. are exposed to this weird project. Uh, they're definitely going to construct it in a very secret location, so that's kind of weird. Um, but that's not to say that there's no truth to it. Maybe there was connecting tunnels there. Maybe it literally is a transport hub, but subterraneously. Maybe there's not a base yeah. under there as much as it's a subterranean transport hub. So, so that's where they go. But I think the symbols and all the other stuff is just a mix of poor choices and just poor choices. <laughs> right. And coincidences. Yes. My thoughts on it. Um, my question I want I want to ask you. If you're going to build a secret base, where are you going to build it? Uh, in a mountain. You're going to build it somewhere where people aren't going to find it? Exactly. What if you built it underneath your house? No. Because... People would never look there. People would never. I mean, look your house there. is a bad, one. like the airport. I know I'm mean. just trying to make it. A, I know what you're saying. Like, if you build underneath an airport, people aren't going to think you're going to build it under an airport. So theoretically, they don't. Um, a house, you have the possibility of seeing. Yeah, I didn't. The house is a bad example. Okay, all right. bad. An airport. We'll go with the airport. Yeah. An airport, you have the possibility of seeing, and the possibility of hundreds of millions of people of seeing and tra- traversing every day, but. You don't know this random location in this random desert in this random forest in this random mountain that you can't even access by road or without a four-day hike into a jungle or desert. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that that is far more secure than a right. very I popular get what you're place. That, to answer your question, that's where I would build mine. Um, I don't know how you'd make it so people couldn't tell you're walking in there. I was just trying to think of, like, sometimes the most obvious... Obvious, obvious place is hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah, I don't always subscribe to that in certain circumstances. I get it, but at the same time, too, it's if they don't know where to look, you know. Right. Let's test that theory sometime here. Sure. I don't know how. You don't even. You don't even know where I hid the bills 
brand new Josh Allen jersey here. Right. Because well, I had it in plain sight. I I bought a Ronaldo um, jersey signed. No shit. And it's actually sitting right in front of you right now. And you is can't, it? It is, is honestly. It? It's hidden Did in you plain sight. Hide it where I would hide it? I, I didn't hide oh. it where you would hide it. I hid it where <laughs> I would hide it. It's getting closer. Never know. Either way, uh, I don't think any of it's... Reach into your pocket. (laughs) There it is. Oh, it's tiny. Um, The jersey. Art is art, and it just was a poor choice, in my opinion, of type of art for location. Yes. Time stone. Not time stone. (laughs) Capstone. Capstone with the... I think is just... Literally a... Well, the Freemasons fucking claim every... Or stamp everything with their shit, so... They do. I don't know if that's what it is. It is weird that the same symbol is there, but it could have been somebody making that symbol just to stir up some shit. Well, the symbol is also on the Washington Monument, as well as many other things. It's it's plausible that it could be. I wonder what's in that time stone. We, in our lifetime, will never find out, but... 2095, I'm not being alive. Shit, I'm not going to make it past 45. (laughs) I said that about 30, and look at me. Um, (laughs) Let's see, what else we got here? The statue, I think, is just the artist's stamp. It's his his style. Yep. And I don't think there's an underground base, even though I was trying to make some kind of point there. Uh, Maybe there's more levels to it, but uh, that could just be for uh, crew and shit go or maybe celebrities when they come in town i have oh, no clue that's a good thought. you know you go underground so that you're not with the public yeah what else did we talk about here um that's, i think that's all of it right yeah. yeah and the long runways we already explained i i don't think there's anything menace. i don't ufos don't need fucking the runways. three mile runway is a bit odd it is but it isn't i mean if it's the seventh it, largest that means there's six larger which makes it less odd to me yeah I don't know why you need such it's a long runway. It's just strange. It's not nefarious. Yes. I guess theoretically you can have two planes landing at once on the same runway. Mm-hmm. Because there's that sounds it's dangerous. three miles. <laughs> yeah. Three like <clears throat> it's not Yeah, no, it should be. I mean three miles I think would be long. I don't have a clue. I'm not an aviation expert. Anyways. Yep. So it's just a fucking airport with a lot of coincidences. Sure is. In my opinion. I hope. Coincidence and bad choices. I hope to be right because a lot of the symbolism is not fun. Nope. So, but on that glorious, inglorious, and wonderful bombshell, Lennon, beep, beep. Time for you to go. All right. <laughs> I meant to say, kick him to the outro. Oh. I didn't mean time for you to go. <laughs> time for you to go. Get out. <laughs> We're done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, the Squatches, once again, thank you so much for listening to the Don't Judge My Side Squatch podcast. If you're enjoying our show and want to show some love, hop on over to our Patreon where you can dive into our treasure trove of exclusive bonus content and explore the multitude of perks we offer to our supporters. Explore our website <laughs> where our mysterious merch awaits. Pair it with our Patreon membership for a special discount on our purchase. Caught it. Shoot foul. I'm back. Shoot foul. Don't bother me. Because who doesn't <laughs> love a good combo deal? Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and send us an email at dtscast at gmail.com. We're always thrilled to hear from our incredible listeners. For a visual treat, check out our YouTube channel where Josh crafts incredible video editions of our episodes. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. Links to everything can be found in the show notes below. Hey, once again, 
trying to driving us a five-star rating and review. Your support fuels our growth, ensuring even more fantastic content for your ears. Thank you for being part of our cryptic, UFO, and spirit secrets coalition. Hopefully that gives you enough time. Until our next encounter, keep exploring and remember to stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's painting a fucking vicious mural. Death. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't think of anything. I was blanking. I love it. Pinchback. The angry man. Pinch back the angry man. (laughs) Angriest man in all the land. (laughs) All right. We're going to do this. Uh, I'm not stalling. I'm just... (laughs) Nope. Not yet. Airports. (laughs) I just want to make a jump. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, neighbors, too. And the new person that's downstairs like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) This guy fucking loves airports. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah. And now that she's going to hear about 10 minutes straight of airport facts. Wow, I didn't know that about an airport. (laughs) Planes do land there, don't they? (laughs) Wow. This is amazing. Wow, wow. Today, we will look into these claims and go over the evidence for and against each. So let's dive in and see what we can find out. You are listening to the... This is the intro for the for the video is normal and then we're gonna come back red faced and bloodshot eyed. Oh my god! You're listening to the do do. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give it trying to give it energy. So I guess the mess ups are funnier. Make our own music. Don't touch my side squad. Okay. Oh, shit. We both got to recover for a second. You're listening to the do do do. I wish we had instant replay just on the go here. Oh, God. Where do you go from the top? What's that? Oh, okay, now I'm going to be out of breath. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that blooper. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I suggest we start with that. You're listening to the do, do, do. <laughs> Ow. All right. I won't look at you. <clears throat> You're listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, home of all things cryptic. Because <laughs> I, I know I'm going to have to say, you're going to have to say you're lemon, and now I'm picturing a video of you just doing this. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm lemon. <laughs> Where are you? What are you doing? I I couldn't just keep restarting that last paragraph. No, plow, I just fucking plow. plow, plow <laughs> it's going to be a uh, unique intro. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. What they didn't see, they'll see later. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. <laughs> that's, that's, what they, that's what they say every time they go to the bathroom. Holy shit. Something spraying Seat water warm. up my ass. 
Josh, out! Microphone stayed up this time. That's a first. The uh, fucking cord is 